Hey guys, I'm Dawn Penzak, and I've created a self-care program that helped me get my health back when teaching and life just got way too stressful. I truly believe teaching does not have to be hard, but you gotta have the right tools in place to help you tackle the stress, overwhelming demands, and crazy workload with a smile. Ready to feel better, lighter, more focused, and have a great year? This is the Calm and Resilient Teacher Podcast, and I'm so glad you're here. With the hard work you do every day, you deserve to be happy. Hey guys, I am super excited to be here today with Sylvia Hall from Lifted Naturals. She's going to share with us a few ways that you can, you can start to feel better right now. Even though you're so stressed, you have so much on your plate and you have so little extra time. All right, Sylvia, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so grateful you're here. And can you share a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yes, thank you. Thanks for the privilege of being here with you today. Um, as you said, my name's Sylvia. I'm best known for being the creator of Lifted Naturals. Um, and we have probiotics for mood that help people feel better naturally. And uh, prior to that, I was growing a practice as a life coach. So I have quite a few tools in my tool belt for helping people feel better naturally. A lot of them start with the mind and understanding our emotional intelligence, but they extend beyond that into the body, into our experience of the world. So I'm excited to share some tips today. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about that. How does health start in the mind? This is probably a very new idea for a lot of teachers, right? For a lot of people. So tell right. us a little bit about that. Why so that was what I was... So Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was saying, why is your mind so important? Okay, so that's where the whole business started for me, was understanding how your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings create your actions, and your actions create your results. And so um, I studied, studied under Brooke Castillo through the Life Coach School, and that was a big aha for me, was really shifting away from victim to owner. And that distinction is really from Steve Chandler, another one of my mentors. So I attribute a lot of my um, wisdom to these teachers that I've found that I dug into their work because of my own personal suffering. So I had postpartum depression and anxiety after my second child and the managing of the mind alone just didn't seem like it was working or it would work, but it required all of my work and I would have to work at it and work at it and work at it, managing my mind. And so that's when I started to go down to the gut brain connection. So it still is keeping importance are the power of our mind, but understanding that those feel good neurotransmitters that we all crave, like serotonin, they're actually created up to 80 to 90% in your gut. So um, that led me to this realization of this kind of whole big picture. And, um, and so when I work with people now, I don't do any coaching, but within our free group, where people are learning more about our probiotics, I always say it's not just a magic pill that you can take a probiotic and feel better because once you start to understand how your mind works, then you're really a force to be reckoned with and you create all this momentum for feeling better. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I have to say, I started taking probiotics um, regularly, maybe about like six to eight months ago. And I have definitely, definitely noticed a huge difference in uh in just so many areas of my life so i think understanding the gut brain connection and the power like you said the power that we have over our thoughts and over our life is so important well and so often i can get so heady about oh think this way and all of this but really we are in a physical body and to deny that is foolish 
So if you feel lighter, truly lighter physically, because you're eliminating properly, what goes in must come out, uh, then you're going to feel lighter all around. So that is one way that a probiotic in general can help your mood. Because if you're feeling heavy and uncomfortable, it's really can be difficult to manage your mind. So it, it all does work together. Yes. And also too, when you are not feeling well physically, it's going to have a huge effect on right. your mood. It's going to have a huge effect on, on your result, right? What you put out into this world. Cause you right. can't, you can't be suffering physically, but then all of a sudden, you know, be this really positive, upbeat person who's, who's out there changing the world, you know? Well, and I always say that symptoms will start small, like a whisper, but if you won't listen to them, they will develop into a full scream. So I know that it can feel overwhelming to say, I don't have time to tune into my body and to do mindfulness practices and all of these things. But sometimes those little steps before they get big can really be um, the difference between a full-fledged disease or um, illness and rather something that you were able to mitigate and to learn from and to heal. So. Yes. And for so many teachers listening to this episode, they are living the, their day-to-day -day life in such a way that they're not taking the time out to really listen to their bodies. A lot of, a lot of people in general, but especially teachers are crashing at the end of the day. Like they're not really taking that time out to listen in. So what, what suggestions, what, what recommendations do you have for somebody who's so busy wearing so many hats, doing so many things all day. And then at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day, you know, how do they listen in? How do they develop the habits or practices where they, you know, where they create that time? Sure. I think there's, I'm going to just make it really simple. There's one step that I like to do, which is I get out a pair of imaginary scissors with my two fingers and I just kind of cut all the cords that are attaching themselves to me. So I just cut these cords. I'm cutting the cords of the students that don't listen. I'm cutting the cords of the parents who don't care. I'm cutting the cords of, um, you know, all the things that frustrate me, all the emotional tension. That's what I'm cutting. I'm not cutting my feelings for the subject. I'm cutting that emotional tension. And then suddenly you just feel it all drop. And from that space, you've cleared space. And now you decide, how do I want to feel? Now this is huge and it gave me goosies. I give myself those sometimes, it's okay. What I'm saying is, if we don't intentionally create a feeling, stress, burnout, and overwhelm will become our predominant feeling. It's just the way the brain works. It's looking for problems and if you're a teacher, you're gonna find them. So if you don't take the driver wheel to say, I'm going to create the way I wanna feel on purpose, then it will just happen to you. And it goes back to being the owner or the victim of your situation. And you want to be the owner of your life and your own experience. So the very first step to feel better is cut the emotional cord. Even if it's someone you love, your husband, your wife, your spouse, it doesn't matter, your children, cut the cord. You can love them from this space so much better when you decide how you want to feel on purpose. So I recommend starting with three words, three feeling words in your body. Because stress, overwhelm, and burnout are not the three words you will identify for how you want to feel. Mm -hmm. So we, we cut the cords, we drop those, and we hold the space and say, how do I want to feel? And most people don't know. They have a hard time just figuring out those vibrations, those energetic feelings in the body. One of my favorite ways to feel is wildly creative. 
it's hard to feel creative when I'm anxious or worried, right? Those two don't go together. So when I cut the cords and I decide how I want to feel, then I show up in a whole nother way. So my top tip, this isn't always my top tip, just talking to you, I was kind of thinking, what would be my top tip for this group of listeners would be to cut that emotional cord, hold that space for yourself and decide how you want to feel. Wow, I love that. And I love the visual, right? Oh, yeah, I know. Not everybody gets that exactly. if they're caught. <laughs> you know, I, that is really cool. So, okay, so let's go through those steps. If a teacher is feeling really frustrated, really overwhelmed, really overworked and underappreciated, right, at the end of the day, and they're like, oh, you know, they're, they're sitting in a really negative space. They can physically, right, pretend like their fingers are scissors, kind of around, go around their body in a circle, pretend like they're cutting. The emotional tension. They can picture in their head that they're cutting, you know, the emotional tension between, yes. you know, parents that aren't supporting them, administration that, that's not mm. supporting them, the mm. pile of paperwork, the pile of papers that have been sitting on their desk for mm -hmm. weeks, not yes. graded, and you're trying to yes. figure out, should I really grade them at this point or not? Right. Like, what so should that, I do? Right? Yeah. So, so the paper, that's a great example of just, the papers are just papers. They're neutral. And yet the meaning, oh my gosh, I have to do this. I, I can't do this. I should have done this. That's what we're cutting because that story is not serving you to help you do the next best thing and the next right thing. So that's what we're cutting is that emotional connection to a pile of neutral papers. That's yes. the importance there. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. So we're cutting those, those emotional tensions, those, um, those judgments, those meanings. Yes. Meanings. Oh, love it. Okay. So then after you kind of go through that and you're cutting, you're cutting away whatever is not serving you right now. And you're kind of in this, in this calm space. That's when you decide, all right, how do I want to feel right now? and you choose your emotional state, mm -hmm. you embrace it, and then you live that. Yes. And that's the most powerful key that I wish I could have been taught like back in fifth grade per se, uh, was that any emotion that I wanted to cultivate was mine to cultivate. And I didn't need something to happen outside of myself to do that. It was this realization. I remember looking back as a child and thinking, oh, I wish I had something to look forward to. And life's kind of boring. I grew up in a small town and Nothing really exciting happened. <laughs> Nothing exciting needed to happen because feelings are generated in the mind by a thought that we think and believe on purpose. And so as a teacher, what better way to model that for your students than to connect to how you want to feel, think a thought intentionally and on purpose and elevate your body to that vibration. See, that's all emotions are, different vibrations. And if you're not feeling well, you're on a lower vibration. It's not good and bad. It's just a different rung of the ladder. So why not feel better just for the sake of feeling better, because it feels better than feeling this lower vibration. Right. Oh, I love that. So I was reading um, a book to my daughter's class yesterday, and the book was about kindness. And part of the book was talking about, you know, being kind to yourself. And so many of the kids in the class, it, like the, the book said something like, you know, um, are you kind to yourself or something along those lines? And so many of the kids in the class, and this is second grade, were like, why would I be kind to myself? I don't like myself, you know? And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is really, really, really sad. Um, our kids, they, they don't have these tools. They're not taught these tools. Like you said, you can 
choose your emotional state. You can choose what you're thinking. I think emotional regulation is if a teacher can model that in front of their students, then that would be the number one thing that they could take away from that day. I know it's hard. The greatest gift you could possibly give to any human being. Yes. Right? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I love that. I love it. So do you have another, another tip for the teachers? I know you've given us some really, really awesome things. I think that the, the strategy that you just shared with the scissors and cutting away the emotional tension and choosing your emotional state, oh, that was amazing. Do you have anything, anything else? Yes, yes. Or, so okay. let's shift over a little more to the gut health idea. So when I first started to learn about what really causes deeply felt anxiety or depression, uh, it was the gut health, the gut brain connection that came so vividly to my researching fingers. Uh, and yet, as I continued to research, the gut health thing was there, but I started to learn so much about trauma, especially trauma in childhood. Mm-hmm. So it was recently explained on a podcast that if you told a, um, a five-year-old that there's a man that flies around all around the world and delivers presents, you could convince them of that. It's called Santa. But if you tried to tell a 30-year-old who's never heard of such a thing about Santa, they would not probably be a believer. Um, That is because a 30-year-old has life experiences to make sense of things and to decide for themselves, whereas the five-year-old does not. And so all of us were five-year-olds at once. That's why I always get really irritated when people are like, I don't like kids. I'm like, you were a kid. Newsflash. Um, So anyway, uh, all of us have experienced things, even if it's not a huge trauma, it's something that we couldn't make sense of. And then that blocks us from... um, creating more of what we want because there's a belief block due to that trauma. So I started to learn about trauma and I was learning about gut health and I realized, oh my gosh, they are so connected. That's the wild thing. So what I want to talk about is this idea of rest and digest. So you're eating your food, you're stressed, you're chomping it, you're, you're, you know, just getting done. Whether this is at the end of the day, because you're just in that flurry still, or you're in the middle of the day and you truly don't have a very long lunch. That inability to be in the rest and digest phase is kind of either the chicken or the egg to gut health issues, even more serious issues like IBS. There's such a connection between this anxiety and IBS. Um, And so a tip, if you will, is to do your best to release the stress while you're eating or even prior to eating and then while you're eating because our food wants to give us fuel. It wants to give us the nutrients. It wants to do all these things. But if our body is not in a welcoming state, it can't do that. And so one big key to gut health and healing trauma even is to allow your body to be in that rest and digest phase. It can't do that when you're super stressed because your body is smarter than that. It says, no, we're, we're in danger. We can't rest and digest. We need to stay on alert, stay on the prowl. So this will lead to obesity. This will lead to further anxiety and depression because the body is so connected and it wants and needs those nutrients. But if you're not able to welcome them in, then it will just create all these other problems. So the invitation, the tip is to do your best to honor your body, to slow down. Even chewing is the first step of the digestive process because it creates those, um, the saliva that breaks down the food further. I'm not good at this either. I'm a fast paced woman. I'm preaching to the choir to myself right here because I too need to slow down, but that's why I'm sharing it because I know how important it can be. So one gut health tip is to 
do your best when you're eating to taste your food and to be mindful and to be present um, because it's not just what you eat, it's how you eat and the state you are in so that your body can break down the nutrients and actually use them to help you feel better. Wow. That is awesome. I've heard before, um, somebody said, somebody said in, in a podcast uh, that I listened to, I think years ago, they said one of the easiest ways to lose weight, even if you change zero, you change nothing else is to not be stressed when you're eating. Mm. And I was like, Oh my gosh. He was like the, the number one thing that you can do to lose weight so fast is to not be stressed when you're eating. Don't judge your food. Don't judge yourself. Release your, you know, and he's like, when you're eating, when you're stressed, you're adding like invisible calories almost because you're not, like you said, you're not putting your body in the optimal place to actually take what it needs to from the food and give you the health that it can, you know, yes. based on, based on what you're eating. So that's a great tip. That's a great tip. And for, you know, any listeners out there, I would suggest, you know, maybe before you eat a couple nice deep breaths, maybe a little meditation. If it's like 15 seconds of just checking in with your body, you know, maybe add a little bit of tapping to that to release some stress, but it doesn't have to be something, you know, a whole routine before you eat breakfast or before you eat lunch. I know many of you guys are eating lunch on a very tight schedule. You might be eating lunch with students in your classroom, you know, or eating on the go sometimes, hopefully not all the time, but I know it's, it can be really, really busy for teachers, but doing something like Sylvia was saying to release some of that stress so that your, your body is able to be in that, you, you said the rest and digest phase state. Yes. Versus yeah. like fight or flight where your body thinks danger, danger. And, and yeah. it does feel like there's danger because the stress levels are elevated. So if you can, you, and sometimes a, a statement as simple as it's totally safe for me to relax right now. Yes. It's totally safe for me to relax right now. And then, like you said, either a tapping, you could bless your food. You could send, you know, high vibration energy to your food. You can say a prayer, whatever it is, some moment you can put your hands on your heart for a minute and say, thank you. Um, any of those things. Do we have time for one more tip or do we need to wrap it up? Um, one more tip. One more I'll make tip. it quick. Okay. okay. So the last thing I want to share is this two thing, a two-sided coin of forgive yourself. So we beat ourselves up so much that those second graders that don't know how to be kind to themselves become adults who don't know how to forgive themselves and, and still be kind to themselves. So I want to say that just the practice of forgiveness and a moment by moment forgiveness. Oh, I lost my cool again. I yelled at my daughter last night, really scary and loud. And then I was like, you know, that was probably not the best thing to do, but she really she really pushed me there. I forgive myself. Like I can't just carry the backpack of guilt or shame. Do you know the difference? Have you shared the difference on the show? I don't think so. Okay. So guilt means I've done something bad and shame means I am bad. Oh, shame is like a hundred pound bricks. Guilt is like a couple bricks. This was Brene Brown's work. I'm not, um, like I told you, teachers everywhere. Okay. So we all do things that are just not in alignment with who we are. We're human beings. And so, um, I just want to share this idea of forgive yourself, forgive others, because that failing to do so can really build up in our gut and in our mental health and create these emotional blocks. So forgiveness is key. And then the final kind of other side of that coin is celebration. 
how many times do you reach a goal or do something that you're proud of yourself and you don't even take a minute to say, yes, even if it's a simple cheers when your family is having dinner, you cheers, hey, I did something great and I want to share about it. Cheers. A hand on your heart once again. I'm proud of you, Sylvia. Good job. Um, it can be anything as simple as taking a moment, but creating that space of celebration is something I think we've totally forgotten. So um, to combine the forgiveness with celebration is just a way to elevate your vibration and to feel better fast. Oh, I love that. And it's funny what you said about guilt and shame, because with EFT, those two emotions are the most toxic. Mm -hmm. So if you can get to the core of something, 99% of the time, if it's something that someone's been struggling with for a long time, there is that component underneath of guilt yes. and shame. And, and when you can help resolve those emotions, it's amazing how much healthier your body becomes, how much lighter you feel, and how much happier you are. But I love that, um, that distinction with the backpack and the number of bricks. Thank <laughs> you for that. That was yeah. awesome. Um, and then the other thing that I want to share about, you know, celebrating and making that part of your, your everyday, right? One of the things my kids love is the gratitude circle. So even if we're sitting, even if we're driving in the car, we'll go around and we'll just talk about like one thing that we're grateful for, one thing that went well during the day, one thing that makes us happy, you know, and we just kind of just chat, just talk about those positive things. And it does completely change the mood of, you know, the car, change the mood of the family or the environment. But you can also do that, like a gratitude circle type thing around the dinner table um, before, you, before everybody goes to bed. You know, you can just kind of chat about it. But it is so nice to, for everybody to be in that kind, supportive, emotional state and to celebrate to celebrate life and celebrate all the good things. Yeah, and going back to that other tip, which is to create with intention how you want to feel. That's actually what we do before we go to bed. I say, how do you want to wake up when you, uh, how do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning to my kids? And we'll pick an emotion. And what happens is you wake up in the morning and you kind of start to do your usual, I don't want, and you're like, what did I say? Oh yeah, uh, divinely inspired and creative. <laughs> so um, you just kind of pre-program how you want to feel. So that's a great practice for the classroom or with your family to create with intention how you want to feel, to at least state it, and then you can create it. I love that, because that's true. For me, I wake up at 4.30 every morning, and <laughs> there's a huge difference with how I wake up if I go, depending on how I go to bed. So if mm -hmm. I go to bed and set that intention, I can get up before my alarm and feel amazing. But if I go to bed without setting the intention, it is definitely a little bit harder. But as a teacher, right, you can even wrap up your day setting the intention for the next day. And I, I wonder how that could um, how that could change, you know, how your students walk in the door the next morning. But you're also, it's not just about in the morning first thing you remember, it's about that subconscious programming. If you're declaring that all yes. night long, your mind's working on that for you. So what better way to exactly. multitask than to put your subconscious mind to work for you on how you want to feel? Exactly. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Well, Sylvia, thank you so much for sharing these awesome tips with us. Now, tell the audience a little bit more about where they can find you, where they can connect with you. Sure. So liftednaturals.com is our site. If you go there, you can learn all about the different types of probiotics we use in our formulas. We also spend quite a bit of time over on Facebook and Instagram. We do have a private Facebook group called The Lifted Life, uh, where I share videos where I do some coaching and share about products and that sort of thing too. So um, I would say Facebook or Instagram, depending on which one energizes you more, because I always invite people to be intentional about their social media time. 
Uh, so those are the two places on, uh, as far as social media goes. And like I said, liftednaturals.com. They're available to purchase our pro probiotics over on Amazon or directly from our site. So I always say if you're a, a prime sh um, shopper, please feel free to use that over on Amazon. <laughs> Awesome. Great. And guys, I'm going to have everything linked into the show notes. So don't worry about, you know, if you're driving, you don't have a pen or pencil, you know, paper next to you. It's okay. <laughs> Everything's going to be in the show notes. You can definitely find all the places to connect with Sylvia. So thank you so much for, for these awesome tips, Sylvia. It was, I'm so grateful to have you here on the show today. It's my pleasure. Take care. <laughs>